With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, and welcome to Georgia Pierre Radio. I'm your host for this evening, Tuesday, December 6th. Tonight's episode is about the overindulgence of social media. With new forms of social media seemingly being created every minute, it's understandable how tweeting, instant messengers, emails, and texting became a preferred way of communicating in this generation. I sometimes wonder, do people write about better than anymore? And I mean that literally and figuratively. My guests ranging from skeptic users to heavy user of social media platforms join me to discuss their take on the overindulgence of social media and their forecast on how it has changed the way we choose to communicate. I have Seanathan, a free spirit, love coach, and styling consultant, Barbara Riley, national TV spot account executive for Cox Media Group, and Aaron Anson, author of Mind Your Own Life, or Journey Back to Love, who will be joining us in a few minutes. Joining on the discussion at 347-202-0591. How are you all this evening? Awesome. Great, great, great. Yes, well, I have to say thank you, Barbara and Jonathan, for joining me. I know Aaron's going to be joining us a little bit later. So um, I'm excited to get into this. I mean, this is obviously a topic that is prevalent and relevant every day because all of us use some form of social media. So so I, I broke it down to three sections because there's so much to cover when it comes to social media. So we're going to do non-traditional slash traditional uses, the personal slash romantic relationship, and then the privacy issue. So um, don't be right into it. Um, I'm curious, Barbara, starting with you, what is your usage on social media? How often do you use it weekly? Oh, gosh, weekly. I'll break it down to daily. I would definitely say that I'm on Spotify. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's better just to do that. I definitely – Twitter would probably be something that I could say is a weekly thing for me because I'm not – I'm. it goes in flights. Like, either I'm really active on it and then I'm really not and then I'm really – because it just seems like it takes a lot of maintenance and a lot of time to always put what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking. Um but Facebook, it's one of those things where I'm either always checking just to see what's on the news feed or something's coming to my phone, so, like, it, it prompts me to go check Facebook. Um, or, you know, I, I don't know, you just check up on your friends or whatnot. Um, and then yes. Spotify, I feel like, is a daily, at least Monday through Friday, use because I um, listen to Spotify con- consistently at work. And so that ties in with Facebook because it's letting all of my friends on Facebook know exactly what I'm using or listening to, rather. Right, right. And hold on real quick, Sean. I think Aaron just joined us. Aaron, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you all? Good, thank you. Hello. How well. How are you? So, Aaron, as I, you know, introduced you earlier, um, I'm just getting into the non-traditional, fast-traditional uses. I'm just asking you all the the usage um, of social media. Um, so getting into Sean next, and then after that, Aaron, if you could also answer how uh, how often do you use social media weekly or daily? Um, so, Jonathan, you're next. But how, how often do you use it? Well, as of recent, um, I definitely have purged, and I'm definitely not even using social networking as uh, frequently as I was last week. Um, I'm basically down right now to Tumblr. And yeah. Some people, you know, they may or may not even think that we need social networking online because it's more of a personal 
you know, interaction with people you actually know, or um, it it allows you to filter out issues and um, things like that that you're, you know, interested in solely. But um, it's down to, like, Tumblr and, like, Gchat. And to be honest, you're the only person I Gchat with. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's very, very limited at this point. Uh, I found Facebook to be a little bit overwhelming. And Twitter, I, got, I did away with that a while ago, a long time ago. It's been over, like, two years because it's just too much, it's too much constant... Um, Sharing some things need to be yeah. left, you know, into your head, left to your head. So that's where I'm at with it. So, and I feel like I'm sorry. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, as far as me, yes, I use. Um, I find myself. I'm, I use Facebook like every day, and I'm using it like several times a day. Uh, Twitter, not so much. Um, I, I use Twitter, or a lot of people friend me on Twitter. But what I found is, I think we talked about this once before, is. Because, well, now, because I, 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 I blog, or I blog for the Huffington Post, so they have millions of readers, so when readers read my article, the first thing they do is read and try to contact me through Twitter or through Facebook. So the Twitter just basically just shows up as someone has friended me, and of course, Facebook normally shows up. Uh, more messages or people wanting to inquire or know more and try to build a you know deeper connection with you. So um, that's where I'm, I'm at right now. I mean, I, I, I wish I didn't. I'd be the first to say it's pretty addictive and it does require a lot of time and maintenance to stay on top of it, but that's where I'm at with it now. So we have Barbara, who is a little bit more heavier in usage than than Sean. Sean is a little bit skeptic and, and, and kind of purged through, through social media and down to Tumblr, and then we have Aaron. So you're like a moderate user, kind of using one more than the other, then you would say. And I'd yeah. say that I'm a little more heavy, just to jump in, because I do use Gchat for work. Um, yeah. It's easy to talk to, like, some of the people that I work with, like, while using Gchat just because, you know, it, it's more direct, it's a little more candid, and it's not as formal as email, so it ends up working out. Right. Now, Sean, with you being on opposite sides of the social media spectrum, uh, you know, you and I would go and build off of this for hours. Yeah, um, definitely. Is this the new reality of communicating, or is it a passing trend? And this is actually for everybody, but, Sean, I want to start with you first. Since you're only on Tumblr and you delved into Twitter and Facebook prior to and just kind of released yourself from those. Well, I'd like to say that if it is a new form, like a new socially acceptable form of communication, and especially if it's a main means of communication, then I think that we are in a really interesting space in this world because communication is definitely more than characters on a computer screen and photos that we can't touch. But um, in my mind, I mean, I definitely am at a point where um, my... uh, my presence on the internet uh is going to be controlled by me at this point um previous to this this uh online i mean this uh this radio show we were just discussing how facebook is under you know scrutiny for their practices and you know sharing people's information um everyone that signed up for facebook signed up willingly and i feel like you know we knew some of the implications and you know the ramifications of doing it um, but we will we willfully did it. In my mind, it's it's time to like kind of like take your rights back from people that have basically exploited you. So, I mean, I definitely don't have a problem with being on any form of social networking as long as you know it's basically in your control. So, Tumblr is one of the mediums I find that 
you can definitely control, you know, what media you're into, what you want to see, what you don't want to see, and your anonymity is um, definitely kept at a minimum, and you can, you know, make it as open or as free or as not free as you like. So um, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, we're definitely going to, I mean, later on, definitely get into the, the Facebook FTC settlement on privacy issues because I thought that was very interesting and I wanted to share. Robert, what about you as far as in um, being a new reality of communication? You know, it's almost a little scary. If I hate it. We're going, or do you see this as a passing trend? Like, this, people will eventually get over this. No, I definitely feel like the social media is definitely going to be something that's here to stay. I don't know, like, if all the forms of social media will be here to stay. I do see that, like, Facebook has taken um, a lot, is, is a lot better received than, let's say, a MySpace is. Um, I feel like that's being pushed outdated. But I do feel like um, it's sad because it eliminates the human connection. And I find that, like, for example, my boyfriend lives 3,000 miles away, and I find that we text a lot more, and by the time it's time to actually have a conversation on the phone, we are, I don't want to say out of things to say, but it's constantly, um, you know, I already told you this, or like we're already, we're communicating so frequently throughout the day via text, via email, via Twitter, via Facebook, whatever, and even sometimes it's been like, well, I didn't know that this was going on in your life, and I'll say, well, I put it on Facebook, and it's just like, wow, so I instead of you telling me about your life, like, I'm supposed to check your social media accounts and, and right. check up on you there versus, like, being, you know, it it told to me, uh, you know, from you with your voice or even Skype, which I am also a part of but I don't use as much. I think that that's probably the best one only because you can actually still look someone in the eyes, whereas, like, with a lot of these other social form, social medias, you don't have the ability to actually see someone. It's just text. So, again, I, I it's really sad, and it, it sucks that I'm so deep in because I feel like how do I even pull myself out now and say, you know what, I don't want to use Facebook, Twitter, any of these anymore. Like, I want you to call me client instead of email me. I want you to whatever. It's it's hard. No one's going to do it, and you just kind of have to get on the ship or, or get left behind. No, that's so funny that you said you were deep in, and I, and I was just having this conversation um, with Jonathan about that, and I'm like, you know, I want to get off of Twitter. I want to get off of Facebook. I want to, you know, reduce how much I tweet, what I tweet about, who I'm following, just let more concept. And, and I was also having the conversation with my editor today, and she was just like, you have to have some type of online presence. You just have to. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to. And, and, and I mean, nothing that I don't want to, but the way I went in, now I'm trying to, uh, in a sense, um, revolutionize how I'm doing it. And it's kind of like you started this way, Georgia, and it's going to be difficult for you to get out of that. Um, so, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. What about you, Erin? Um, you know, me and you always build in person. We love seeing each other. But what about, you know, you being so busy, you, you know, with, with your book and people wanting to interview you and, and just communicate with you and then now writing for the Huffington Post? I mean, what's what do you see as far as communication, as far as the trend, this being a trend or this being the new reality? I think, I mean, it's totally crazy, but I think I agree more with Barbara. It's pretty, it's very addictive. Uh, it's very, very sad at the same time. And I was just talking with a friend of mine today, actually on the phone. I've been trying to reach, uh, leave messages with him for like, I don't know, gosh, like six months. And I finally got in touch with him today. I was so worried about it because I hadn't talked to him. And then he says, like, well, I'm on your Facebook friends. I'm like, well, I got 2,000 and some friends on Facebook. And <laughs> right. I don't. 
look at everyone, and then I, I, I search through and I find his name and find out that he did connect with me on Facebook about six weeks, uh, six months ago. And I just go through and, like, accept, 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 and I don't know who half of these people are, and sometimes they're meaningful, you know, people in my life. And so it's, it's, it's very sad in that perspective. And I'm, I'm, I'm not gung-ho with it, but I think it's here to stay. Uh, as we all see, there's lots of other services that are trying to compete with the, the Twitter and the Facebook and everything is out there. Everybody's trying to get in on this. And we've, as society, as society have just kind of willingly played along and gone along. And it does. It becomes ingrained into our culture and our society. And we're sort of, you know, we're, we're sort of stuck with it at that point. And, and if not, if we, we back away, then we will lose contact with a lot of the same people that we rely on you know, to read our articles, to buy our books, and do all the other things that we do in our lives. Well, what do you, what, I mean, what do you miss most, if anything, about the way we used to communicate? And and, and before you answer that, I, I thought about this the other day. I'm actually starting to get annoyed that people get so offended if you stop following them on Twitter or if you unfriend them, but you have my contact information <laughs> and you have my phone number and you know how to reach me, you know where I live, or you see me on, you know, I just, I don't get it. Like, how do we become so attached with our egos to all these different forms, you know what I mean? Just because we're friends in, in real life doesn't necessarily mean that I need to, to know what you're doing in your in your social media space, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that, you know, that kind of happens. It's totally crazy. It's totally crazy. I mean, for, for me, and, and I'm to the point where I really want my private number, my personal number, private to a lot of people because, I mean, friends like you, you know, close friends that have my numbers, and that's okay. But I'm making a lot of Phantom friends, I guess uh, you'd call them, on Facebook and all these different places, these different media sites, and yeah. So now you're you're sort of out there. So you have all these friends that feel attached to you and feel connected to you, uh, and I kind of like keeping them at that little bit of distance there, uh, you know, without you know overplaying the ego card, I guess I should say. But I don't want right. them ringing my phone too much. <laughs> yeah. No, and they I, all want I to know you know you. your number. Like, what's your telephone number? Can I call you? you know? <laughs> no, I know it. I know. Um, I, I had. Uh, I thought it was so funny. I, I, I attempted. Um, I'm not gonna say attempted. I did. I took a, a, a short media fast or Twitter fast. Should I say it was about two weeks. I had deleted the app from my phone, and 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 again, I keep referring back to the Jonathan because we were talking about it. Like, I, it's almost like I was itching to add it back to my phone. Um, yeah. Because for me, it's because Twitter you essentially was, feel like you're missing something. Like you exactly, feel like you're missing what's exactly. going on, which is a sick exactly. thing. Well, I mean. no, what about those who use social networks for their real-time news source? Cause, because that's what Twitter became for me. Like I would follow my entertainment news with Billboard magazine or or what's going on in pop culture, and not necessarily the gossip part of it. But because I I am a host, I want to know what's going on in entertainment. And I need to be abreast on those things because I also write about these things. So Twitter was easy to to keep up with that, but. But what about those that use it for, you know, their real-time news source? I mean, I think Twitter is probably like the, the number one source of any that can give you that. What about that? Well, I don't know if you um, are familiar with RSS feeds, but there's ways that you yeah. can keep, you know, abreast of what's going on right through your inbox on Gmail or if you have uh, Apple Mail or whatever. But you can definitely keep abreast of, like, different, you know, news sources via RSS feeds. So I would encourage people to get more into that. There was a point where when I did actually have Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Gmail, or whatever, I had all the RSS feeds coming to my inbox, so I could see what was going on on every 
you know, every w- website that I was subscribed to, but I didn't ha- I have to actually go and, you know, sign in or be there. So, I mean, that's definitely an option. Um, and, I mean, it's going back to your other question, I just feel like the accountability is being lost. Like, when you think about all of these things, as Aaron mentioned, like, you know, when it comes to interaction with people, you kind of, like, get lost in the sauce because there's so many of them. So, I mean, it's it's a really difficult thing to keep abreast of all the people that are in your life that may be important or may not be important because everyone's in the same pool at this point. So Right. Like, so everyone basically gets grouped in, even if they are closer than others. It's kind of like no separating them, you would say. Sometimes. Well, yeah, it's like you're you're my friend, and I look forward to hearing from you on the phone. I look forward when you're in town and we're hanging out and having fun. But I also, now... I watch your Facebook post. I want to know what's going on with you on a day-to-day basis. So when you put something up, you know, then it's, it, you know, it jumps in my face, and I know what's going on with, you know, Georgette instantaneously. Yeah. <laughs> As, aside from our personal, you know, day-to-day conversations. Right. I, but, you know, it, it's so much soft vomiting, for lack of a better word, when you think about Twitter and you think about Facebook. I mean, there's sometimes you can you really say like you know these people you know you're you're friends with them and by the time you go on their Facebook page or you see their Twitter their Twitter uh, timeline they're cussing but they're cussing like furiously about how much they hate their job and complaining and you're yeah. like really <laughs> and I mean I mean I say that lightly Barbara because I know you may go on there and probably oh laugh I go off, but I know you. Listen, you can talk about it, but I feel like it's also a really, like, people won't say that type of stuff on Facebook because they know that they add people from work. They know that they have more family on there. And I think, like, the more, like, social networks that are out there, I feel like people kind of rank them as, um, like, okay, well, Facebook, it's work. People kind of find you from work, whatever. People create Twitters to rant. Two, and they won't add certain people. They won't tell people. Like, no one at my job knows I have a Twitter. Of course I go crazy and talk about how and how crazy things can be. And then of you course. lock your account, though. You lock of course, your account. Yeah, you, lock, right. you lock your account so no one it. can check your things. It's kind of, and it's sad that people have to vent that way. But at the same yeah. time, it's kind of like it, it's what it's become now. It's what it's become. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'm closer to like a Sean on on, and I this is someone I just started. I I had a guy working on port just two weeks ago. I said I want to get all my Facebook contacts, and I want to create my own database outside of Facebook because what I found, I think most everybody on the panel could agree with me, is that Facebook is the one that you know is in control, or Twitter and, and absolutely, case. but. You know, cause, and they're like changing policies, and they're like changing the way we do things every single day, and they're not always in our our favor. You know, so you could, you know, uh, create a tremendous database that may be be valuable, but who knows what day, you know, Facebook or, or Twitter is going to feel, you know, like stretching their their muscles and and change the way you communicate with them. Right. Um, no, that's so true. I never thought about it like that. I mean, but that's but that's even reason why I even look into what other options can I stay connected without being connected, if, if that makes any sense. And, I mean, on top of the RSS feeds, I think I was just telling someone today, I was like, I was looking at all these celebrities and these artists that have Facebook fan pages, but they don't have friend pages, and that's what Georgette wants to eventually get to. I don't want a friend page anymore. I just want the fan page. You can find out all things about me going on with my radio show, my writing, 
the book I'm working on, I mean, the TV show, whatever it is, I would just rather put it there because that way it's kind of like, okay, I don't put pictures up there. I don't put, I, all I do is put links up there. You know, what, yeah. what can I do? Yeah. So. Well, not only that, I, I mean, maybe, it makes you. It makes you more. Um, it makes you. It makes you more revered. It makes people really want you. Like if you have everything oh, up on your you. on your friend page, and you know everyone can have access to you. It's like I already know what she's doing. I don't need to go seek and search what she's doing. Like everything's just popped up on my newsfeed. And I feel like for anyone in the media, anyone that's trying to like be a public figure, you don't want all your stuff out there. You want there to be some type of demand for you. So Herman Kane. Herman Kane. <laughs> don't That's go there. So funny. <laughs> so the last oh, yeah. question I want to ask you all. But, no, I totally agree with Sean on on that too, though. You it, yeah. it does. You have everything out there, and there's there's nothing for the the public to desire anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought that was funny. I actually I told somebody I said you know I said all these people that I added on Facebook as friends, like I have over 1,100 in quotation marks friends. And I said, now my Facebook wall has turned into promotions for George, what George Jeff's working on. I don't go in there and post anything personal anymore. I'll give you links to my show that's archived. I'll give you links to an article that I wrote on another site. I'll give you links to my Tumblr. But you're not, like, you know, I don't even, I don't, I have tunnel vision when I sign into my Facebook account. I mean, tunnel vision meaning George doesn't go past George page. And I log right off because that's where I'm at with, with Facebook. Um, but the last question I want to ask you all in the non-traditional slash traditional um, section or category is, um, do you all write love letters or handwritten notes? Or like, how would you re- how would you feel if you received one of those? I mean, I know that's kind of antiquated, but I mean, it goes back to it being more personal and intimate, and, and you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. Well, being a woman, that's a good thing you brought that point up. But if you see, that's exactly what's happening, and everybody's been reading about the trouble with the post office these last few weeks or days or whatever, really? and that's exactly what happened. Nobody is sending letters anymore. You know, nobody is sitting down and pinning things, and so everything is done through Facebook. And so, I mean, the the, the post office is becoming pretty outdated and antiquated you right. know, in that regard, and I, I don't see it turning around. I mean, they're losing a lot of money, and they probably should have streamlined long years ago when the social media uh, phenomenon sort of took off. So I think that's pretty evident of, of, of what's, what's happening in the, you know, in the social media with, with that. Well, I mean, the reason why I ask is I actually played around with it because of the fact that it, it doesn't happen. Like, I, I get excited to write my friend, like, a love letter and spray it with my, you know, smell good perfume or something like Aww. that because I... You just, wait, like you just, you know, you're so silly, Barbara. But no, it's because of the fact that, and he saved every single one of them. And I, I, and I did it not to expect anything, but I was just kind of curious. Like, one day I want to send somebody a love letter just because of the fact that no one's doing it. So I was just kind of curious. Like, you would still feel good about it, right? You know, it's yeah. he's like a person. I would, somebody. absolutely. What about yes, you, Sean? absolutely. I will yeah. I think that I think one I think that's a great thing and it's actually a part of the human experience like sending a letter to right. someone receiving a letter that's personal interaction you may not be able to see the person when you get the letter but it's definitely personal um I think yeah. one of the things that definitely differentiates like being on Facebook and having a profile and um you know sending an email some people may think it's all social networking but at the end of the di- at the end of the day an email is a personal exchange between two people. It's just a form of technology that has helped you send this email faster than you could a regular you know, piece of mail. Having a profile is essentially having all of your business and your stats 
you know, broadcasted for everyone to see and pick and choose whether or not they want to be a part of what you're doing or know you. And that's completely different. So, I mean, yeah, like I definitely think sending mail and just like things like that are definitely important still, and it definitely contributes to the human experience. Like we're human. Like we have to have yeah. some type of personal interaction in order to remain that way. So, yes. like the given just passed. I mean, how many of us, yeah. I'm sure my my mom, of all people, who I love dearly, birthed me in the world, she sends me a text message for Happy Thanksgiving. And I'm like, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Pick up the yeah. phone, Mom, even though I was away yeah. traveling. But, you know, but that's, it's you know, it's been that way for the last several years. And it's like, you know, she just got on the the technology wagon maybe a couple, you know, years or so ago. So, anyway, but that's yeah. kind of, but all my sisters and brothers, Everything was through a quick text message. I don't even think I got any emails. I think it was all just text. And, and then it's these uh, multi-texts where they're going to 50 people at a time or something. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you're just a part the of the masses. Text messages. The mass text. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I think, too, I think like, it's just, to that. I think it's just weird that, like, even now, I, when my friend, she'll call me, and she, she, I know it's, she's the only friend that I have that does this, she'll call me, well, I think you did, too, which is fine, she'll call me and leave a voicemail. Nobody except professional, like, you know, bills or whatever, <laughs> leave voicemails. Yeah. And so you're just like, what the, what the heck? You know, why couldn't you just send me a text? Like, I will get it, and I can see that versus having a login. And, like, people are just, like myself, are just lazy. Like, they don't want to, like, they know that it can be done quicker, so they want the quickest way possible versus having to right. hear someone's voice, even though it's nice to hear that you're alive, you're well, like, you're in good spirits, you know, yeah. instead of sending an emoticon, I guess it's called, with the yeah. sad face, happy face, uh, yeah. whatever, like saying that, you know, I'm sad, call me, or, you know, whatever. But, like, it's just really upsetting that, A, humans are so addicted, and, B, they probably will need more than a 12-step program to get off. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I think that's so funny. Really. I know. I, just, I think that's, that's funny. But now that you said that, this is a perfect segue because now I think – let's talk about the personal romantic relationships. I think that's actually even more um, profound to me because – there seems to be unwritten rules when communicating in, in, in an intimate relationship or something that you're dating. It's a little bit more sensitive. Um, do you all agree that there are unwritten rules for communicating via social media? And then who decides these rules? I absolutely think that, yeah, these, that there are definitely unwritten rules when it comes to communication with, uh, you know, couples and people that are courting each other via text and over the Internet and Facebook and all of that. Um, the huge issue that I have with it is that if you're a person that doesn't, um, you know, subscribe to so many social norms or cultural norms, you're someone that kind of goes against the grain. The unwritten rules that are being written by people, i.e. the society that you live in, it kind of doesn't apply to you. But there are people that will subscribe to these rules anyway, and they'll say, oh, well, I Facebooked you, and that was, you know, we, we interacted. That was That was it. And then there's some people that feel like, you know, maybe you need to pick up the phone. But there's someone that may feel like, oh, you need to text me. But there's someone that may feel like, I need to see you. So it, it, it depends on the individual. And, again, the individual, like, mindset when it, like surrounding these issues is what keeps us all human. We all have different opinions about how we want to be interacted with. So the unwritten rules are there, but I definitely don't think that there are anything that we can before, before Barbara and Erin, you all answer, um, if you're just talking and you're listening to George at Pierre Radio, the overindulgence uh, social media, feel free to join in on the discussion at 347-202-0591. Barbara, what, what are your thoughts on, on, on written rules, if any? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it, it's 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 nice and crazy. I mean, I notice like if you don't want to, it's it's just sad. Like thinking about it all as we're talking, I'm just like, gosh, what does my life come to? <laughs> like, this is bad. Um, yeah. No, like you know, instead of arguing over the phone, you everybody hangs up very quickly, which is pressing end on your phone. You're not actually hanging up the phone. Um, and then it's the text war, like, or it's the just, you know, I just wanted to say I love you, the, the, the text, not the call. It's the, you know, or like the sex thing, which people are doing these days, which is ridiculous, but people right. are doing it, you know, to, to keep things going or to be, like, I think it's just no rules. And I know that one, um, someone mentioned that there were rules, and I feel like there's absolutely none. I think a lot of things are taken out of contents. I think context, excuse me, people are a lot more brash than they would be if they had to actually hear or say those words to another person. Um, I think that there's just a lot of people being able to say things and just not respond. Like, say a sting or say something that they want to say and just not respond. And, you know, and then you have things like BBM where you're looking to see if that person read your response and then you get all obsessed with the fact that there's an R but there's no reply and there's just, it's so many things (laughs) No, it's true. Like it's so it true that it's, it's so yeah. true, and people are really having a hard time with this. And I, I think that texting, email, like all of these, like non-physical, whether it be voice or you know you can't see anyone. I think those are those are really ruining like personal and even romantic relationships, just because it's taking, like you mentioned, the suspense. It's taking like the effort. And as a woman, woman like women like to see effort, and there's none when it, it's easy to shoot a text. It's easy to say, I hate you, and then just send it. It's easy to play games or whatever happens between a couple. I think it's it just lessens the the, the bond, I think. It really does, and it well, cheapens you, it a little. Well, you, you, totally agree with point, you. you made a great point about the text-only conversations or the BlackBerry Messenger. I know I have a friend, or even a, a lot of people that prefer to text, and I, I'm not even going to lie, it's I'm not interested in somebody, and I gave them my number, do understand that we will not talk on the phone at all because I have nothing much to say to you. And I know <laughs> when it's a text message conversation that I can fall off at any time and just not respond. So I, I have been guilty of that. But what about people that you do want to talk to that it only turns into to text-only conversations? Like, how would that make you feel, especially if it's someone that you're interested in? Would you take it personal? You know, would you, I mean, what is it? Do you? Do of course, you, it puts you in your place, too. I think it yeah, puts you, you in your place and gives you clarification. Yeah. But what about what about expectations and managing them and letting go of expecting them to respond the way you want them to respond? Well, I think it's difficult to have expectations with something that's not personal in the first place to begin with. Right. I mean, right. you are texting someone. But we do, though. That's the thing, Sean. We uh, do. Well, I think me and them all have a discussion down the road where, you know, <laughs> social media will be off the table for communicating with each other. Save that for your public relationships, you know. Um, I know we, we we did get your new Siri phones, and those things are, like, so weird in that you can just say, tell my wife that I love her, and it says, tell <gasps> your jet that I love her, and it'll, like, yeah. and say, Karen loves you type of thing. So the first couple times that we tried that, it was, like, weird as hell. It was like, oh, my God, that is, like, no, no. You know, because you're not really saying it. It's, it's the computer that's saying it, even though you told it to say it. So it's like this this secretary, they're, like, giving the messages to the wife or to the husband or something. So it's very, I, I felt very impersonal. I, I think I felt better with 
getting a text message knowing that you actually put effort into something on or something. (laughs) But that's where this thing is heading. I think we're we're all can see that and then we're trying to avoid it, obviously, but you know but you know, that type of technology is just you know, just the way things are going. So it's pretty pretty scary for personal relationships. So I can definitely well, see I, taking it off the table. Well, obviously we've become lazy communicators, and I would just say that generally speaking because of how we respond. If somebody calls, like, you know, I know we've all experienced this on this phone. I know I would have someone that tried to reach out to me, but they started on Twitter first, and then they ended up on my phone. And I'm like, did you really reach out to me on Twitter? Because and you expected me to respond there too? No, thank you. But I, and I uh-huh. really get like that because it's like you you hit me up on Twitter, but then you text me on top. Like, did you see my tweet? No, but you're talking to me on the phone right now. Can you just tell me what it, what it is that you wanted to talk to me about? <laughs> um, like, I just, tweet to me so on the phone. Funny. Yeah, exactly. But I guess my, my question is when it comes to relationships, do you keep a certain distance through social networking until a comfortable threshold is met? Do you even follow your loved one or someone that you're with? Like, what, How do you all interact with people that you're in a relationship with via social media? It's ridiculous because you you know it's like you look forward to the being added at um on Twitter like oh he added me or being tagged in a status it's so lame like I'm thinking about it it's just like what the fuck I mean this sucks but um yeah no you look forward to those things you look forward to you know especially when you're dealing with someone who's long distance then you can also keep an eye out on that person see what's going on how they're doing what's new. I mean, it's it's just really cheapened relationship. This sure. whole thing is just cheapened it all. Uh, I totally agree. Right down to like married couples, I'm sure where you're sitting there and seeing what the wife does or the husband does or whatever, uh, and kind of like monitoring, you know, each other's communication. So yeah, I agree. It's definitely uh, a fucking process of that. And there were, you know, there was a, a, a story talking about, you know, even music. If you notice, even our music has changed from like love songs, really love songs. To songs just like telling the woman or the guy, like you know what, I want to go to bed with you or something. So yes. it's no more ro- romancing and even the songs, you know, it's just like just do this and do that and satisfy me type of thing. And I think that's kind of parlayed over to social media as we see. But John, are there? Um, what do you think about that though? I know you. I know you have. Yeah, I mean, I could go. I really could go in, and I know that this is not the time really to do it. Don't have enough time, but honestly. <laughs> You know, like, I mean, that's why I said earlier, you know, there's definitely, everyone has, there may not be, um, maybe there may not be black and white rules, but I think that everyone has their own particular rules when it comes to things like that. People definitely are like, well, you know, you could have called me or I just Facebooked you or whatever. And, you know, everyone feels valid in their stance. But um, I personally believe that, I mean, I don't know. Like I just, I think it depends on. I think it all boils down to how you use these mediums to communicate with your loved ones. I definitely feel like in the last year or so, like I've given a lot of thought to what it means, you know, to be a part of these social networks and you know communicate via them, and you know how 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 does it affect my relationships with the people that are closest to me. And are, am I maximizing those, you know, experiences? And the answer is it's really difficult when you are so spread out and spread so thin over so many different mediums. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in my mind, I mean, I'm a very simple and minimal person anyway, but, like, in my mind, it's easiest to just have 
a basis for, you know, how to communicate and who to communicate with and not just to be on the new and hot, you know, social networking tool because in my mind that's not going to go anywhere but to, like, a surrogate situation, I'd say. So. And obviously there's a lot of miscommunication um, created and, and because that, of social uh, media. Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing with what you said, to echo what you said, Sean, um, the one thing is everyone does have their own rules in their mind, and because everyone's so stuck in their own world, they're expecting, and I, and I use that word intentionally, um, emphasize that word intentionally, because what you're expecting me to do is not what I'm going to do. Um, and and just because you think that me responding to you when within five to ten minutes of you texting me is supposed to be the way it is, no, I could be in the middle of something, and I just kind of briefly blink down, and then I, I can respond to you two hours later. You know, when I just, it kind of, again, it just it kind of blows me. Um, what would you suggest from your own experiences to kind of resolve the the miscommunication or or issues that are that have been created because of social media? Bobby, if you want to start with this one, you know, I, I really I feel like my answer would just be so vague. Like I'm just kind of still taking it all in. Does someone else want to go? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the uh, I think the biggest problem with the whole social media thing is. It's driving, it's driving itself, and the problem that we have is, like, there's a lot of people out there that consider themselves living, living like, mediocre lives, and they want to be in touch with. They want these platforms that they can go out and they could be this person that they really want to be perceived as. And so it's kind of a counterintuitive and kind of counterproductive, you know, working against it both ways because that's what you're fighting against. It's not like everyone else is trying to get away from social media. So you're either going to get pulled in or you're going to, like, gravitate away from it and out of it. And I think just the way the system is set up, everyone is gravitating toward it. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of companies. I mean, if you look on every company, like every signature that I've seen, I mean, I'm doing work as I'm looking at a work thing right now, and at the end of this woman's signature, and please keep in mind, this woman is, I want to easily say she's in her maybe late 50s, says follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Like, really? Really? This is what your company's having you put at the end of your signature for people to like you guys on Facebook? Does that mean you're popular? Like, I just don't I don't understand, like, why? Like, why do you think that? Like, why? I'm a, like, basis, I'm a basis of things. People, it's, like, socially acceptable to do it, and... It's it's crazy because like uh like one of you guys said, it's driving itself. Like I don't think people really know why they're doing these things. Just Exactly. And the thing is like when people I remember I was talking to one of my colleagues and they said they were talking they were talking about we were talking about social media and how crazy it is and they were saying, Oh, well do you have a Google Chrome account? And I said, Oh no that and I felt so good. I was like, I will not get Google or not Google Chrome, Google <laughs> Plus, whatever it is. And I was like, I will not get that. I am taking a stand for my own, you know, just like making all these statements. <laughs> However, already. right, and I was like, I can't. And then they, he actually said, he's like, you know what's so funny is everybody in my office got one on the same day. We all were like trying to invite each other with these stupid codes. And then no one's ever maintained it. Like how many, How when are we going to have time for work and life and talking to people and enjoying fine foods when we're too busy tweeting, checking in, liking, you know, adding yeah. and all these things? Like it's so much and it's just so invasive and people like it because like 
like I said, Facebook, people are putting their own, their sonograms of their children on Facebook. They're making Facebooks for their kids, like babies. Oh, yep. I'm just born. Here's my, like my Facebook page, be my Facebook friend. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. yeah. No, you said it. That's, that's, that's so many ways of going, though. Well, no, Facebook, you know, Facebook is eating all that up. Like, the moment that you said sonogram, I said, what? Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People are like, I'm four I, I, weeks old. I'm going to be out here in July. Like, come see me. Like, time out. Your kid has no choice. Exactly. <laughs> well, a funny story. Um, a couple, I remember watching this on news somewhere. A couple actually got their house broken into because they were putting so much information about their whereabouts, like they were going on vacation. And then, so they got their house broken into. But then on Facebook, they were even able to catch the person that, the burglar that broke into their house. So I was just like, I, what? And like, that's so ass backwards. Like, not only did they break into your house on Facebook, I mean, through like your, your post on Facebook, you were also able to catch them through Facebook again. And I'm like, that's too much information. That's yeah, everybody's much. got that. Like, that's way too much information about it. And it becomes, you know, take you know, time to take a stand and start, you know, gravitating away from the madness and kind of find your own identity, you know, again, you know, and and be known for that, you know, for because yeah. if you look at like I think maybe somebody like Oprah Winfrey, I don't think she has a Facebook. Uh, she has a fan page or something, I guess, but she doesn't she have a She has a fan page. She has a Twitter account, but she rarely tweets from that account. She but rarely Oprah tweets. Over 44 million tweet, uh, followers. Yeah. No, no, she, she actually says she maintains it, and you can tell it's her maintaining it. But the thing is, Oprah tweets like once every other, like she does not tweet often at all. I love how we just got but, defensive over the fact that Oprah's account is real. Did we peep that? She, she's <laughs> exactly. real. It's like, really her. She's real. <laughs> That's so funny. No, it's it's but this is what this is what social media has become. Well, let's get into the last juicy part and I think and, and I'm I'm gonna share with you all some information. So obviously the five of the issues. Social media infiltrating nearly every aspect of our lives. When does it begin to infringe on our right to privacy? And the reason why I ask this question is because Facebook, for example, owns everything we share and upload to our profiles and owns that information forever. Same thing for photo sharing sites such as Flickr, etc. Once these companies have your information, they can use it anywhere for any purpose. Many websites allow you to sign in with your Facebook information, i.e. Spotify and Jive.com, uh, <laughs> thereby giving them access to your personal content. Well, recently I just read on Huffington Post Tech, um, and I'll also provide the links um, so everyone can read what I read, and I'm going to cite some things from that article, that recently Facebook just reached a settlement with the Federal Trade Commission regarding alleged privacy violations. So for the next 20 years, Facebook must submit to being audited every two years by independent third-party auditors. Um, but I actually want to go over the alleged violations with you all to kind of get your feedback and, and, and if you all knew any of this was taking place. Um, so in December 2009, Facebook changed its website so certain information that users may have designated as private, such as their friends list, was made public. They didn't warn users that this change was coming or get their approval in advance. That's one. Right. Um, yeah. The second one is Facebook represented that third-party apps that users installed would have access only to user information that they needed to operate. In fact, the apps could access nearly all of users' personal data, data that the apps didn't need. That's two. Three, Facebook told users they could restrict sharing of data to limited audiences, for example, with friends-owned selection. In fact, selecting friends-only did not prevent their information from being shared with third-party applications their friends use. Um, another one, four, Facebook promised users that it would not share their personal information with advertisers. It did. 
five. Uh, this was the kicker for me because I thought about you, Sean, because I know you deactivated your account, and um, I had deactivated because um, I had two Facebook accounts. For what reason, I don't know. Um, but Facebook <laughs> claimed that when users deactivated or deleted their accounts, their photos and videos would be inaccessible. But Facebook allowed access to the contents even after users had deactivated or deleted their accounts. Livid. Like, why would you be livid about that? Um, but- Here's here's the thing, Georgia, and I'm sorry if I just jumped out there, but that really no, like, I, that that's it, yeah. Yeah, uh, but here's the part. Like honestly, we have to. I go back to the word accountability. We all knew that when we yeah. signed up for these things and we put our information out so willingly that there was a risk. And while you can be pissed off at Facebook, because I think that everyone yeah. probably should be, because we have rights as human beings, especially living in America. Um, that you know we can be pissed, but there's no, there's no. The only person that you can really be pissed, pissed at is yourself. yourself and yeah. in order to change the situation, the only thing you can really do is remove yourself. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't like the idea of having someone that I've never met, someone that I don't know, do an audit of a of a website that I already don't have any, you know, I don't have any ties that I don't have any, you know, I can't call any shots to. So I mean, it's just a personal, it's a personal effort. You can't really hold them accountable. I mean, really. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, the question I had for you all kicking it off was, um, does this example or these alleged violations add more to your skepticism or straying away altogether or just using it minimally? Minimally? I try to make sure that I I don't – I try not to use it as much. I mean, although I actually am on Facebook right now, um, I try my best really not to use it just because – like, I feel like it's too invasive, and I feel like people would really try their best to check up on you and search you and this and that and the third, and I think it's just, it's a little much. But, like I said, that's why my Twitter goes in flights. It's, I do it and then I don't because I feel like it's a little much, and I feel weird just telling everybody what I'm thinking, but then you want to get your tweets up, and it's just, it's too much to think about. Um, So it definitely makes you want to pull away. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? Absolutely. I, you know, I... It's a it's a constant fight. It's a constant toy of trying to get your message out there and get your readership uh, in the know, but at the same time maintain some sense of self and privacy. Uh, and I take away things. I, I turn off things on Facebook that like show my location of where I'm at this point or that point right. or what city I'm tweeting from and or or Facebooking from type of thing. So I you know I, I'm trying the approach of really policing it up and being proactive in doing so where it's just to get the message out there and just to be there for the people that may want to connect to you. But now, I'll be honest with you, if I find, you know, down the line that, you know, most of these people are just there just to be nosy or just to be there, then I think I'll I'll probably go with Sean's approach with it. Uh, But I'm still in that period of just finding, you know, is there a balance, you know, Okay, so the, my last question in regards to the privacy issue um, before we conclude is, do you think, and I mean, I, I, Sean, I could probably guess your answer, but I still want to hear it, though. Um, do you think you would feel disconnected from the world if you weren't on any social networks? Did you yeah, say me? Sean. No, oh, Sean, okay. I want to hear Sean. Okay. Oh, you want to start? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, well, definitely, I'm going to, that's, that's the challenge. That's one of the challenges of, you know, removing yourself from a, you know, social, online social network. Um, site, especially when you're so used to being online and it becomes a part of your life. I have friends in, you know, countries all over the world that we necessarily may not be able to talk over the phone. 
and we may ne- I may not necessarily be able to see them, like, you know, for years or months or whatever. So it definitely creates that convenient, um, you know, um, aspect to it. But I, I just I just honestly feel like, in my opinion, from my standpoint, but again, I'm, I'm not anyone in the media, so this may be, you know, the reason why, there's been benefit of me d- removing myself from Facebook. I want to say within a week of removing myself from Facebook, the first, second, and third time, which the third time is the last time I've done it, I've <laughs> like re- like I've been people reached out to me immediately, like, "Where's your Facebook? Where are you at? What happened? Are you are you alive? You know what's going on?" That's funny because I, I was one you. of them. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's like and it's like, damn, is that's what I had to do in order to like have someone call me and I can hear their voice? Is this what I had to do for lunch? <laughs> yeah for so for lunch day? Is this what I had to do in order to see somebody? So I mean, honestly, I think that it comes down to managing how you use social networking and and which social networks you use. Like I mentioned earlier, RSS feeds is definitely something that people should look into. And okay. GChat, I think now that I'm speaking about it and it's actually coming to the front forefront of my mind about communicating, GChat might be one of the things that I actually explore because it will allow me to do what Facebook chat allowed me to do, but just on my personal Gmail account. So. I mean, it's just there's. I guess it's the way you manage, you know, how you do things. But I don't. I think it's actually maximized my personal relationships with people. Um, I think we have to congratulate um, Sean for doing Yes, doing definitely congratulate. Round of Thank applause. You. No, you know, I've been so inspired by like, simplifying my life, and I'm just like, Sean, but I have to, I'm like, wait, Sean, but I'm in media. He was like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'll tell you the approach that I have done, I alluded to it earlier, is I'm working with someone to uh, categorize my Facebook connections that are meaningful. This could be publishers, uh, publicists, you know, uh, people that work with certain organizations and things that do things that, you know, that I, I have interest in, and creating my my own database aside from Facebook, and you know, and and that's the thing about Facebook, people with so much information out there. There's email addresses, there's uh, cell phone numbers, telephone numbers, there's addresses and everything, but. But to build real relationship with these people and pick up the phone, and, and I've, I've done that several times already, and, and have a phone conversation with some of these people and, and you know, talk one-on-one and kind of use that approach. And I think you'll get – I think I'll end up with a lot more value out of having been on Facebook or Twitter or any of that than I'm getting out of it now as far as just a growing uh, list of, of friend numbers, which, which means nothing if it doesn't generate, you know, Media-wise, you know, into income or whatever it is that that you're that you're after. So that's you know that's and, and it's a challenge. It's a it's a huge challenge, but I'm, it's a challenge that I'm willing to take because I, my problem is I don't like being so consumed into it. I don't like the fact that something like that takes so many hours out of my day to maintain and to deal with and to uh, be responsive to. So I don't I don't like that aspect of it. So I, I feel very cheated. With that. Yeah. You know, yeah. as we're having this yeah. conversation, um, I just was thinking, I wonder what our grandparents thought of the telephone. Right. True, I mean, true. and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to like say that Twitter no. and all these things are the next phone, but I'm just saying, like, couldn't they be like, you know, how come they just can't travel to see this person? Don't you want to talk, you know, see them in face to face? And what you're taking with the phone, it's, it's as well as it connecting people from, you know, across the world or whatnot. Or, it's it's definitely cutting off one area of communication where, like we said, be able to look someone in the eyes. So 
as much as we all want to pull away, I guess I was just kind of reflecting and thinking, well, maybe it's something that we're just going to all have to adapt to and learn to, like you said, create barriers or ways that we do deal with it. Right. So yeah, it's not going anywhere, and I think there's just ways that we're yeah. going to have to have, like, barriers. You know, this is, like you said, my this is my um, publishing group. This is my work crew. This is my family. And maybe with the privacy settings that these um, – types of social medias allow us to have, you have people that you're able to say, okay, well, you can see this much information, and this is for you, and that's for you, and, you know, and not that we should have to do this, but I feel everybody's so busy. We're all spread so thin, whether it be working. I mean, I feel like out of the world, I think we work the most next to Europe. Um, we're always busy doing something. We have, we're having less and less time to do things that change the world and catch up with friends and this, that, and the other. So if we're able to multitask, whether it be check my Facebook real quick to check up on my cousin who just had a baby or because I know she's going to post a picture or check up on this person or check up on that and then work 80-hour weeks to make ends meet because jobs are slim, this, that, and the other, then this is something that as a, as a, as a country, as a, as a nation, as a human race, we're going to have to do. And as, as everything else, those who don't want to comply will be weeded out, and, and that's it. And, and, it, and things will continue because I feel everybody, A, wants access quick. We're all, our children as well as us, our microwave generation. We want it now. We want it quick. Um, my grandparents yeah. just got rid of dial-up Internet. I mean, and they were completely fine with waiting for it to connect and their phone line being busy and everything like that, where me, <laughs> if it's not instant, no I'm losing my brain. <laughs> I had my coworker today was complaining because he had I guess we had something where you have to, where you go to find files and he's like it's taking 30 seconds like why is it taking so long for this file to to load and I'm like thinking in my head like 30 seconds is not that long however when we're used to instant satisfaction it's an eternity yeah yeah, yeah but, I mean I think I want to I just wanted to say that I think that um, maybe the line is getting blurred just a bit I think that technology is great. Um, I absolutely think any form of technology is great. So, I mean, that's definitely not what I'm saying in that regard. I think social network, online social networking is not really technology. In my mind, it's just another form of communication that someone, you know, I, I don't see it as really technology. We've been communicating with each other forever. It's not something right. that we've done. So it's not like a new concept, communicating or social networking. Um, I think the technology that allows us to do it is great. And what I want to give, I would like to, like, give you a projection into the future of what I plan on doing is definitely just having control over the way that I social network. So I not yes. a, a, a third-party website, having my own. And I'm definitely in development of doing my own situation, having my own .com where people can come see me. And would, if I decide to update it with any of my, you know, personal or whatever, they can see it there. But it's under my control. I don't right, have, right. you know, dispersing. Whatever, I mean, technology I'm all for. It. Like, I definitely consider myself a technology boy. I love it. But I don't think that people's, you know, their human experience should be impeded because of, you know, something like social, online social networking, and that's what it's doing. It's making people less human. So. Right. That was, and that was a perfect segue that you said as far as the future, because those were going to be like my last couple of questions to you all as far as how do you strike a balance between using these methods and, and just building and maintaining meaningful relationships, and, and then where did you all see this going three years from now? Do you, will you still be opting for handwritten notes or emails and phone conversations, or is it going to be, hey, I want to see you, you know? Probably not anything handwritten too much. I think that is like... That's going to take rehab for most of us to get back to. Rehab. <laughs> 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 I think that, yeah. and the trend is going further and further away from that. 
especially with things like you know the Siri thing I was telling you about and all that technology or that artificial intelligence stuff is just you know they're just getting better and better and it's becoming easier and easier to use so um I would love to I would love to you know I luckily when I when I write I do I do a lot of uh, physical handwriting, uh, because other than that, I'd probably forget how to write only type. So, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I get to write on, on, and scribble on pads, but I don't see going back that way, uh, as much as I would love to. Yeah. And, and then how do you all see a balance? How, I guess, because you can only speak from your personal experience, how will you all strike a balance? Uh, I mean, I know Sean mentioned with the dot com and being able to control that. Um, but, I mean, what about you, Barbara and, and Aaron, as far as, like, what are you all going to do to strike this balance between communicating via social media and then the maintaining of the other meaningful relationships that you have or may have been diminished because of or cheapened, as you were saying earlier, Barbara, because of social media? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, and, and Sean alluded to that, but, you know, I, I have my dot-com set up, and I'm just going to continue to drive people to my site directly okay. because right now I, it's a shame I communicate with people on Facebook more than I do on my own website or on my own emails uh, in my on my email so Facebook is the winner here and Twitter is the winner so I want to ch- reverse that trend and change that twin trend so those are the efforts that I'm working toward in, in creating my own database of people that I want to be in touch with and wean myself off of this and not not get too far you know uh, too much further caught up into it. Yeah. I'm with you on the uh, leaning off, though, Aaron. I am with you on that. I think I'm going to have Jonathan. I'm going to hire Jonathan to help me lean <laughs> myself <laughs> I told you it's going to be more than a 12-step program. It'll be way more than a 12-step is what you're going to need. You're going to go through withdrawals, shakes, throwing up, night yes. sweats. <laughs> I know, right? They might even need to give you like a drug like methadone, but it'll be like Facebook don't, you know, something that'll like, keep you okay. Yeah. Like, you didn't check your Facebook today, did you? I'm like, no, I didn't. I promise, I promise. Um, no, I'm, yeah. You're sneaking. Somebody asked me how much I check Facebook. You're sneaking Facebook chat. Oh, my God. What about you, Barbara? How are you going to balance that out? Um, I personally think that I'm just going to try my best to um, minimize what I do and then maintaining and managing, I guess, like I said, the different layers in which I allow people in. Um, I personally do not have – I wish I had time, and I don't. I think I'm lying when I say I don't have time. I just don't know where the time is um, because a lot of times when you work, you just want to go home and, like, veg out and do everything that you want to do, which is either watch movies or whatever, and I feel like my brain is oozing out of my ears, so to try to – do something like create a website, I would fail at. I would love to, but I would look at it as more of a, like a Twitter where I have to like, oh my gosh, I haven't updated my website in a month. Like I know people I'm losing, I'm losing people that look at it. I'm losing friends. I'm losing, you know, and it's just, it's another thing to measure, I guess, my importance and I don't like it. So I think I would just try my best to. I totally agree. Well, this has been very informative. I've, I've, I've learned a lot from you guys. I mean, have you guys, I've got a lot of ideas that I'm going to implement as well, just from, listening to everybody else's viewpoints here. No, same here. Likewise, no, likewise. Well, too, obviously, too much of anything is never good for you, and everything we do, we must find a balance amidst the inundation. Don't let new forms of communication replace seeing or calling a loved one. Uh, Jonathan, Aaron, and Barbara for joining me tonight. You all offered some amazing perspectives, or as my cousin would say, um, smashing, smashing perspectives. <laughs> 
first started with you, Aaron. How can they find you, your .com and all that jazz? Uh, yeah, well, I'm at uh, AaronAnson.com uh, or either MindYourOwnLife.com, but AaronAnson.com is my webpage, and from there I'm there's a lot of information about my book and what I'm doing, and, of course, you can link to my Facebook page from there as well. And then how did you spell that? I mean, just in case, you know, everyone spells things. Uh, A-A-R-O-N-A-N-S-O-N, Aaron Anson, so thank you. Okay. And, um, Jonathan, I know since you're only tumbling for now, do you mind sharing your Tumblr page? Is he still there? Jonathan? Okay. Barbara, are you still there? Um, yeah, I'm here. Uh, you can actually you find me. Yeah, go ahead. On, you can find me on Twitter, even though it's locked. I'll probably still add people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look for you, Barbara. Please do. Barbara858, spelled just the way Barbara spelled, Barbara, B-A-R-B-A-R-A. 858, that's basically it. I mean, my my Facebook is just, I, I'm trying my best not to use it, so I think that Twitter will probably be the best way to find me. Okay. Um, and I'm going to actually spell out Jonathan's Tumblr, um, since I follow him on Tumblr. It's S-H-A-U-A-T-H-N dot Tumblr dot com. That's how you can find Jonathan. Um, you all, thank you so much. Uh, you can catch this episode on other archive shows, podcasting on iTunes, by searching George at Pierre in the iTunes store. Stay tuned for tomorrow night's episode with New Jersey singer Pure, buzzing with his new single, Touch It, Bring It. And listen all month as I celebrate two years, uh, keeping you up to date with all new episodes and fresh perspectives, plus some surprises. Thanks for listening to George at Pure Radio. Thank you all for joining me. I appreciate it. You all have a great night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.